0: Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to Skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S K Y L I G H T F R A M E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at SkylightFrame.com slash easy.
1: A rested child is a happy child.
0: Sleep Tight Stories
1: is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.
2: Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.
3: Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I
4: What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. Chances are you already know how to make a baby, and you probably always assumed that getting the job done was pretty straightforward. Have lots of unprotected sex, get pregnant. But then you enter baby-making mode, and all of a sudden you hear that there are books devoted to getting pregnant. I have one websites, and message boards. Ditto. Even an acronym for couples trying to conceive, TTC. Sure, you've been having sex for years, and you've probably gotten pretty good at it. But now you may be wondering, does baby-making sex have to be all that different from just-for-fun sex? Can you just keep doing it whenever, wherever? Does position matter? timing, your choice of lubricants and his choice of underwear? Or is it just as easy as pulling the plug on protection and getting busy? Are you ready to make a baby? Then get ready. Today we'll be separating fact from fiction and giving you the truth about trying to conceive. I'm here with Emma. Hey! And Emma, as we all know, um, I didn't have to try too hard to conceive you. That was meant to be. You were an oops. However, your brother took some effort. Um, we we were actually trying and it took some effort from Eric because he had a terrible, terrible, terrible cold, a headache, fever. And I was ovulating and I said, okay, it's go time. We're going to make a baby. And um, God bless him. He rose to the occasion. No um, pun intended. No pun intended. And, and we have Wyatt. But the funny thing was that Wyatt, from the time he was born, had a runny nose. So I, I always picture this sperm, like sickly sperm with a runny nose trying, uh-huh. <laughs> trying to get to the egg. But anyway, so when you were trying to conceive, what were your preconceptions about that?
5: Well, with my first, I tried to conceive for like six months, and then I ended up having to do IVF. But with my second one, I had just met my now husband. We got engaged after three months of dating, and then we went to Vegas after our engagement. And you know what? We 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 stopped you. You know what? Honestly, I don't think we ever used a condom, and that's really bad advice. And don't listen to me on this, but...
4: No, please don't listen to Emma. <laughs>
5: Um, but when we got engaged, I was like, just come inside of me. It's fine. Whatever. And so he did. And, um.
4: Come inside. The water's fine. Yeah, the water's fine. The cervical mucus is fine. And,
5: you know, honestly, I always track my periods, um, with my, my app. And my app had said I had ovulated like five days ago. So we went to Vegas and we just had a ton of fun and we had copious amounts of sex all day long. And surprise two weeks later I was in um Costco and we walked by the fish and I was like oh my god I'm gonna throw up get me out of here and then I took a pregnancy test my friends like take a pregnancy test so I was like no I like no I had IVF the first time there's no way I'm pregnant and sure enough I was pregnant so I had both extremes I had a hard time getting pregnant and then I had a what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas um, kind no, of
4: experience. No, no. Seppi did not stay in Vegas. No. <laughs> no. He came home with you. He
5: came home. And honestly, I think that TTC sex is kind of, in a way, it kind of prepares you for parenthood because… You, you, it's scheduled. <laughs> that's it's scheduled. profound.
4: It's profound. It's so true.
5: It's it's a scheduled thing. And when you have children, you can't just have sex on the couch. I mean, you could, but that's probably illegal. Well, you there's probably, yes. there's
4: probably too many crumbs on the couch. Yeah, too, exactly. All those Cheerios <laughs> lurking and but remember the things? days when
5: you could have sex on the couch and crumbs weren't a big deal. You just went for it anyway.
4: And there was a different kind of sticky on the couch. Yes, oh. not the one. For and the kids. on the
5: kitchen counter. We once had sex yeah. in the refrigerator. Yes, that happens. Mm. It's a
4: thing. Well, that's a good way to chill out. <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're gonna cover all of that today. So so look out, it's coming. Literally, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm answering the biggest questions you have about trying to conceive beyond the obvious.
0: Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.
1: When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep tight stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingokids You can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Check the backseat. Check the
0: backseat.
5: So mom, what are the best ways for a woman to know that she's ovulating or getting ready to ovulate?
4: Ah, the big O. Or I guess we can call it the other big O. I think you should definitely mix both big O's if you can. It's going to make baby making more fun. You already know this. You already know this. But ovulation is when that egg that's been ripening in your ovary that you hope is going to become your baby is going to be Release. It's getting ready to be released and getting ready to be fertilized. Now, you you can't get pregnant without ovulating. That just can't happen because you need the egg. But you can get pregnant without ever knowing that you're ovulating. Uh, Certainly happened in my case the first time. You know, truthfully, if you have sex at least a few times a week in your normal everyday life, then you're probably going to hit baby bingo at some point. But knowing when you're about to ovulate does boost your odds. And that's why everybody's so focused on it when they're TTC. That way you can be sure that there are plenty of sperm who will be ready, willing, able, and waiting at the gate. And that if you're having sex for three days up to and on ovulation day, and then you'll be more likely to score that fertilized egg. Now, if you have a regular cycle, it's really pretty easy to estimate ovulation, It's typically not, definitely always, about 14 days before your period is due. So all you have to do is count ahead or count back, and you're there. Then count three days before the big O and pencil in sex for the next four days. Remember, you're trying to pinpoint ovulation so you can start your baby dancing sex about three days before and continue preferably once a day, every day, up to ovulation day and on the day of ovulation. But if you're curious, your body does give you other hints about when the big O is coming. We can't talk about ovulation without talking about cervical mucus, known in the TTC circles as CM. And it's one of those bodily substances you'll want to get up close and personal with as you go about the business of baby making. Typically, you don't, there's really no need to dig deep for cervical mucus. It's usually gonna show up on your undies or on the TP, And maybe once in a while, if you're not producing a lot, you might have to insert a clean finger to get a feel for it, but it helps know what you're looking for. CM changes during your cycle. When you're not fertile, it's gonna be dry and sticky and pasty, sometimes creamy, depending on where in your cycle you are, and you might not even notice it at all. But when you're fertile, your CM will be slippery. And that's no surprise because your body's got your back here and is, is providing lubrication for sex and the best possible swimming conditions for the sperm. I really hope that none of you had an omelet for breakfast this morning, but what's fertile CM feels like is really like an egg white. It's clear, stretchy. If you put some between your fingers, How's that for fun in the bathroom? It's going to stretch, and it's going to stretch without breaking. By the way, don't confuse that slippery substance for the lubrication you might normally have when you're sexually aroused, but no worries. It's fine to have both at the same time. Now, here's a fun CM fact, because I know we're having fun with our CM. Fertile cervical mucus tends to leave a circular shape on your underwear, whereas. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So check out your underwear. (laughs) Whereas non-fertile cervical mucus is more likely to take the form of a rectangle. Hmm. So if you're still curious, Emma, I'm sure you are about your cervix. I am. And you're ready to do some further investigation and maybe a deeper dive. (laughs) During most of your cycle, your cervix is firm. It feels like the tip of your nose. It's closed and it's low in your vagina. As ovulation approaches, it opens slightly and it becomes soft like your lips. At that point it's ready to welcome those sperm. Now, some women get other clues. I always got a crampy feeling on my lower abdomen. It's on one side. It's usually the side that you're ovulating. Um not everybody gets it, but if you get it, it might last for a few hours, maybe longer, and that's probably the egg getting ready for go time. Or I get nauseous. I get okay, nauseous. There's there's that's one my, of your. Too. I think everything yeah. makes you nauseous, so you might. Yeah. True. No, everybody has their own <laughs> set of symptoms of signs. If you're checking, also checking down there, you might notice that your vaginal lips might be swollen when you're ovulating. I get that. Mm-hmm. I okay, get that. so you've you've been deep diving already.
5: I play with my mucus.
4: Yay. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds gross. I, that's how I know. Sorry. <laughs> as long as you wash your hands. Some women, of course, have some light spotting when they're ovulating. And then there's your temperature. And this is it can be kind of a pain to check, especially with a thermometer. You can't use a regular digital thermometer. You have to use a special thermometer because it's going to be a slight rise in temperature. Or there's also now, there's so many devices you can wear and... There are so many options, but your baseline temperature is going to bump up a day or two after ovulation, which won't help you that month. But if you're tracking it over a few months, it's going to help you predict ovulation. Or, you know, you can let technology do all the work for you. And you definitely don't have to use any of those devices to get pregnant, but there are tons and tons of options out there that that are designed to help you pinpoint ovulation, ovulation predictor kits, the OPKs, there are fertility monitors, there's saliva tests, there's watches, fertility watches, there's fertility tracker bracelets, like Fitbits. I mean, you name it, you can buy it and use it to predict ovulation if you want to. I mean, if you want to lay out the cash, because they can be pretty pricey. There is way more information than I can give here about these devices than I could ever give you right now. So you can find out more on what to expect.com and the What to Expect app and also in What to Expect before you're expecting. Okay,
5: mom, let's play a little game of true or false. Baby making edition. Are you ready?
4: Oh, born ready.
5: <laughs> First, there's only a few days a month that you can actually get pregnant. Is that true?
4: Well, that's true-ish. So I would not recommend taking taking it to the bank if you're trying not to get pregnant. As you found out, Emma, you know, your cycles aren't always what you think they are. But if you're TTC, the chances are best for conception in the three days leading up to and including the day of ovulation. That's your very, very most fertile time. But it's not the only time. Sperm, the little guys can actually hang around waiting for an egg for up to five days. And sometimes even longer. And eggs, on the other hand, have a shelf life of only 12 to 24 hours. So to make sure you're covered, you want to have sex five days before ovulation and the day of ovulation. If you wait until the day after, then your egg window is going to have shut closed the month, unless, of course, you got that ovulation date wrong. Now, on the other hand, there is absolutely no reason why if you normally have sex every day, just keep keep on keeping on, because that'll get you pregnant just as easily. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Mm-hmm. But does time of day matter? Well, any time is a good time for sex. I think it's best to do it when you're in the mood, some research has shown that men have higher sperm levels in the morning. Damn it. This but, is why uh, my
5: husband always wants to have sex in the morning.
4: Well, that that's true. There's something to be said for that. But other research has shown that sperm level levels are higher in the afternoon. So your results may vary. One time that it is a good time is when you're watching a sexy movie. And not only because it puts you in the mood, it can put both of you in the mood, but because it can actually improve a guy's sperm quality. So yeah, just push play and get busy. Oh boy. On that couch. Yeah. Or the fridge. Or the fridge. Just not the hot tub. We'll cover that later.
5: (laughs) Okay. So you should have sex every day when you're ovulating. But is it true that the more times a day, the better your chances of getting pregnant?
4: False. Actually, this is a case of more is not more. So ejaculating more than once a day can be counterproductive in the sperm department. Yeah, conception only takes one sperm, but there are strength in numbers and those numbers are higher if a guy keeps to the one a day rule. Now that's because his troops need a chance to build back up between deployments. And any ejaculation counts. So um, guys, I'm talking to you. That means no solo activities, hands off the merchandise.
5: (laughs) Is it true that women look sexier to their partners when they're ovulating?
4: This is actually true. Women's faces, in a very subtle way, become more attractive to their partners um, when they're ovulating. And interestingly enough, only to their partners, not to other guys. And that's, that's probably a good thing. Something else you might not notice, but his sperm will notice, is the sound of your voice. Your voice becomes sexier when you're ovulating, at least to your man.
5: What? That's so cool. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: The more you know. What about those pheromones, true or false, that the way you smell changes when you're ovulating.
4: Actually, that's true. And it works both ways. So you smell more attractive to him when you're ovulating and you're more attracted to his smell as well. Not that you're going to go sniffing around his armpits in public, but you might suddenly have an unexpected urge to do that. So just watch out.
5: Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Yeah.
4: So you're probably ovulating and you're just going to find his smell sexier when it's go time. You might not notice that you do, but you will. Um, And plus, because your sense of smell is so much more acute when you're ovulating, you're more likely to pick up that that manly scent. And I'm not talking about Old Spice. I'm talking about his, you know, guy smell. Oh, natural.
5: (laughs) Okay. So this one, actually, I... I got pregnant um, with Sebastian after I ovulated. So, this next true or false kind of rings true to me.
3: Well,
4: or did you?
5: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And if I want to have a girl, I should have sex before. Okay. What about all the ways people say you can control the sex of your baby during conception? I've heard that if you want to conceive a boy, have sex right before ovulation. And if you want a girl, do it a few days before. Is any of this true?
4: Okay. So there are a few methods that you'll find online and people swear by them, right? Because sometimes they work. They have a 50-50 chance of working, just like you have a 50-50 chance in any other time. The one you're talking about, Emma, is based on the theory that boy sperm swim faster, but fizzle out yes, faster. Yes. Yes. You you can draw any conclusions you want about that. So if you want a boy, this this method claims that you should just have sex right before or on the day of ovulation. Yes. And then if you want a girl, girls are slower swimmers, um, but they're hardier. So they, they take their time getting to destination egg, but they're stronger to the finish. <laughs> so for a girl, this theory goes that you should start having sex three to five days before ovulation. And there's even some theories about like your, your baby's gender is what you eat. So there was some research that, that wasn't really backed up that said if you eat a lot of, you know, if you eat your Wheaties or other kinds of cereal or grains, you're more likely to have a boy. And if you eat lots of dairy products like yogurt, you're more likely to have a girl. But um, the dairy is good for your bones, but it's it's not, now. Nah, it's not going to work. I mean, it might have a 50-50 chance of working.
5: Look, I believe in the girl method. My husband wants a daughter. So that's my, you know, go-to for one day.
4: Be careful what you wish for, Simon. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for.
5: True or false, position matters when you're trying to conceive.
4: But that's a little bit true. So the bottom line, or I guess the top line, is that as long as... As sperm from your partner is deposited close to your cervix, you're in business. Healthy sperm are really, really good swimmers, and they swim impressively well, even upstream. And they're motivated. Those little guys are motivated. Plus, it only takes one to seal the deal. But all of that said, if you want to give those little guys every advantage and a head start and a boost from gravity... You know, in theory, you might be better off on – with him on top, on your back, with your hips slightly elevated. You don't want to elevate your hips too much because then the sperm are going to shoot right past your cervix and miss it entirely. Um, Men. Yeah. <laughs> well, the girl sperm too. Oh, yeah. Um true. And And you don't – I mean, this is not a must-do either, but you – If you're really um, trying to keep the sperm on target, you might want to avoid positions that that inherently let them leak out, like you on top or both of you standing up. But the reality is you can get pregnant in any position, as many couples have discovered, without even trying. And you're more likely to keep up with your TTC sex if it doesn't become ho-hum, like a routine. So I say you know, forget about those swimmers and choose the position that floats your love boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, but speaking of swimming, there is one place not to do it, and that is underwater in a bathtub. For instance, it can water down cervical mucus, which you need the sperm need to get to their target. So it's not ideal. I don't like water sex, so I'm fine there. I have to agree with you there. Um, I think it hurts. It but does that's hurt, probably because you become more dry. Yeah. Ironically, in water, I feel
5: like it's the pressure of the water. I don't know. Okay, so true or false, having an orgasm can help you get pregnant.
4: Well, it's a it's a must do for guys, obviously, um, but it's not a must do for moms. So I highly recommend it. But yeah, the guys the guys gotta have an orgasm. That's part of it.
5: Can men actually influence their sperm swimming abilities by what they eat?
4: Well that's true. I mean sperm really are what they eat. Um so brightly colored fruits and veggies can make them swim faster. So does coffee. So he might want to consider a cup of joe before sex. Now THC on the other hand, whether, you know, from weed, if it's in his system or it's in your system and it actually lasts in your your system for It can last for um, several months. That makes slacker sperm, so you want to avoid that. But you know how they say moms should take a, women who want to become a mom should take a prenatal vitamin? Absolutely, they should for at least three months, but so should dads, because that's going to increase the sperm quality. Now, you didn't ask about headstands, but maybe you'd like to talk about headstands after sex. So remember, in the What to Expect movie, the Elizabeth Banks character is doing that like super aggressive TTC routine, and um, one of the things she does is after sex, she like pretty much does a hands a headstand, so that you know the sperm are gonna get a running start and not drip out. There's some truth to that. Is you know if you elevate your hips. Keep them elevated after sex instead of um, jumping up out of bed and going going to pee. That you might waste a few sperm, but you got to remember that ejaculation is a pretty powerful force. Um, guys know this all too well. So the little dribbles that inevitably drip out—they weren't destined for greatness anyway. So I mean, you can do the headstands, but they're they're totally optional
5: but elizabeth elizabeth banks elizabeth banks character got pregnant when she wasn't trying when they had sex in the park so well there you go also i i also feel like you can get pregnant you can probably get pregnant from pre-cum you know yes you can so there's that
4: that's something your mother may have warned you about (laughs) yeah yeah so the pulling out thing does not not necessarily yeah that,
5: that was our method before i was like come inside me so are lubricants actually sperm killers? And more importantly, you know, my go-to is just spit.
4: So is spit a sperm killer? <laughs> That's really good to know, Emma. That's something I didn't know about you. So um you're welcome. Yeah. It's easy. It, it's actually it's well, you have it on hand all the time. Yeah. So it is true that most lubricants are fertility unfriendly. There is one called pre seed. That is sperm-friendly. So if you're... I
5: used that with my first um, when I was trying.
4: Yeah. Well, it's it's the one lube that you can... Uh, that you should look for when you're trying to make a baby. But the spit. Let's get to the spit. Saliva is actually a sperm killer too. You'd think that all bodily fluids would just get along. But in fact, they don't. So if you're trying to conceive, don't use spit to lubricate.
5: Well, I mean, I probably did in Vegas. So...
4: It's not one hundred. Okay, well, here's a good thing to remember: you can get pregnant, no matter what you do or don't do. So let's keep that in mind.
5: Yeah, but if you're trying, where well, this is about trying, this isn't about me. This is about trying to conceive. So if you're trying to conceive, not an oopsie daisies like I had, don't use
4: spit. Use pre seed. That's the bottom line. That's the takeaway. That's the money shot. <laughs> Boxers or briefs. So the facts definitely favor boxers, which is a good thing for me. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I favor them too. Um, The tidy whities whatever else you want to say about them, can keep the scrotum pushed up against the body where the boys can become overheated, and that potentially lowers sperm count and lowers quality. And the same goes for anything spandex. So uh, don't box them in, wear boxers and loose-fitting workout clothes. Another thing to remember, if you're trying to protect the family jewels, which you should, um, from overheating, he should stay out of the hot tub, the steam room, the sauna. He shouldn't do hot yoga when he's actively TTC, and not to mention tanning beds. Tanning beds are definitely a no-no for guys who are trying to conceive. And the same goes for laptops or tablets that might overheat when a guy keeps them on his lap. So he should definitely make his um, laptop a desktop while he's trying to conceive. By the way, none of these precautions apply to women who are trying to conceive. They apply after she becomes pregnant. So overheating is not safe after you become pregnant, but before you become pregnant, it's fine.
5: So he kind of just hands the baton over to you, like, okay, these are my rules. Now they're yours, baby.
4: And while he's skipping the spandex, which I also appreciate, he should also consider skipping mountain biking or spinning or even really serious uh, stationary bike riding because it can put too much pressure on the genital area and not the good kind of pressure. So that can impact fertility.
5: Is it really best to take a home pregnancy test first thing in the morning?
4: Well, it's, it's not a must-do. It says a right there on the package that you can use any time of the day urine. But first morning urine is more concentrated. So you're more likely to get an accurate result, a positive result, even when you're testing super, super early. Because even really, really tiny amounts of HCG are more likely to show up when you have concentrated urine. On the flip side, don't take an early, early test just after downing a a big gulp because your pee is going to be more watered down. So why not give your urine the best shot possible?
5: I took um, my pregnancy test. My first one was Sebi midday, and it was positive. Then I went to my doctor's office a few hours later, and I took another test because I had drank a big bottle of water um, in the car, and it was negative. And he said it was because it was watered down. So that is a true
4: Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, the earlier you test, the less HCG, which is the hormone that home pregnancy tests are testing for, the less you have in your urine. So if you, you know, if you have a positive result that means you're positively pregnant, but if you have a negative result, you might just be testing too early yeah. or your pee might be too watered down.
5: True or false? It takes most couples 3 months or less to conceive.
4: That is false. It takes the average healthy, fully fertile couple an average of 6 to 12 months of active trying to hit baby bingo. So it can happen on the first try, but it definitely doesn't always. That said, if if you feel like the biological clock is ticking, if you're over 35, check in with your doctor after three to six months. Don't wait the full 12 months. If you're over 38, check in after three months. And if you're over 40, it makes sense to check in with the doctor right from the start or Better still, even before you start trying to conceive, just to put time on your side. And when we come back, it's Help Me Heidi.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care, something that makes her feel loved, something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.
2: Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app,
3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you, here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you
1: want your grandmother name to be, like are they gonna call me grandma, like I called my grandmother? So
3: I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity
4: And now it's time for Help Me, Heidi, where I'll answer your pressing pregnancy, parenting, and yes, TTC questions. No holds barred, no filter allowed. TMI, no such thing. You are not alone. Motherhood is the ultimate sisterhood. So is hopeful motherhood, the ultimate sisterhood. And we're here to help a sister out. Emma, who needs help today?
5: So this comes from a listener who says... My husband and I are trying to get pregnant, but the constant thought of getting the timing of having sex right and even having to enough sex is stressing us both out. It's been going on for three months now. How can stress affect getting pregnant and how can we feel less stressed about the whole process?
4: So it sounds like the two of you have stumbled into the rut that many hopeful parents find themselves eventually stuck in when sex becomes a means towards an end instead of a means towards a happy ending, when romance takes a backseat to filling that backseat with a car seat, when your time as a twosome is constantly preoccupied with becoming a threesome or a All work and no play makes any romantic relationship, even one that used to be all fun, all the time, dull, monotonous, and between all the monitoring and scheduling and checklists of conception do's and don'ts, so, so stressful. The good news is that scoring a baby doesn't have to be a bore or a chore, and it definitely shouldn't stress you out. So let's get you and your relationship out of that rut and back into the groove. First, check your expectations. Sure, conception can happen overnight, but it usually doesn't. So no need to get yourself all worked up over the three months you've put in. Check that off your list. Now, Try some intercourse. No, not that kind of intercourse, the talking kind. Open up to each other about how baby-making has changed the way that you make love. You may be feeling like a sperm receptacle. Sure, just a place to make drive-through deposits to the baby bank. But he may be feeling like nothing more than a sperm provider. And with the pressure to rise to the occasion at the beep of a fertility monitor, he might be feeling like a performing chimp or a performing Chippendale. Air out and clear out those feelings. Even have a good laugh over them. Tell him that you find him stud-like, even when he's not performing those particular services. Of course, you both want to get to Destination Baby as fast as you can, but remind each other that getting there should be at least half the fun. Then turn up the heat. Never gotten kinky before or even naughty, there's never been a better time to try it out for size. Play strip poker or nude twister, press play on an erotic movie, or unveil a new sex toy or some new lingerie that has openings in unexpected areas. Romance more your speed? Dip strawberries in chocolate, dip each other in chocolate, light scented candles that melt into massage oil and into you. Don't just do it either. Maybe you've become too goal-oriented these days, so slow down. Start your engines purring before you push into full throttle. Has foreplay been off the menu these days? Serve it up as a special. Get physical. Even when it's not that time of the month, stay in touch all the time. Hug early and often. Cuddle up on the sofa and with each other instead of your phone's. Grab his hand whenever you can, and his butt when he least expects it. Sneak attack him with kisses. Make out. When was the last time you actually made out? And maybe take a break. Though average everyday stress doesn't usually impact fertility, relaxing about getting pregnant can help you get pregnant faster. Consider ditching the chart, powering down your monitors, and keeping your hands out of your cervical mucus. It's not like it's going anywhere anyway. Focus your attention on your love connection instead of the mechanics of conception. Make love when you want to, not when you have to. Because you're in the mood now, not because you're ovulating now. Take a break from trying to conceive, and who knows? you might conceive without even trying so emma what is your message today for moms who are trying to conceive i know
5: you're trying to conceive but if you put too much pressure on it it's it's less likely to happen i think i think when you kind of say to yourself okay i'm ovulating in this area maybe Why not just have some fun sex? It doesn't have to be the sex that leads to you on the bed with your legs in the air. I mean, unless Mm -hmm. that's what
4: you're into. If that's what... Yeah, if that's what floats your boat. Legs in the air. Ahoy matey.
5: Have fun when you have sex. When you're making it more of a chore, you're not going to have that passion.
4: So, everybody out there, if you still have questions about trying to conceive again, beyond the obvious, you can turn to what to expect before you're expecting, which actually, just like what to expect when you're expecting and eating well when you're expecting, has Emma's photo on the cover. So that that's easy.
5: I'm here for it.
4: Emma, that means you probably should have read it, right?
5: I had it. I read it. I read it with the first one. I wasn't on the cover, but I read it when I was trying to get pregnant with Lennox.
4: Oh, that's right. Okay. You graduated to the cover after you finally conceived. (laughs) So yeah, there's, there's what to expect before you're expecting. And once you graduate from that, what to expect when you're expecting. If you're trying to conceive, the what to expect app will soon have new features just for you, including an ovulation calculator, daily tips to prep your body for pregnancy, and more.
0: you oh how i need
4: you thanks for listening remember i'm always here for you what to expect is always here for you we're all in this together for more on what you heard on today's episode visit whattoexpectcom slash podcast you can also check out what to expect when you're expecting what to expect the first year and the what to expect app and we want to hear from you Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma W T E, And of course, at What to Expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Biederer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Don't you stay, need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love.
2: Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.
3: Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22.
2: It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're
0: helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
2: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is
3: your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.